There are few things that I hate more in life than sticker autos. But are autographs on cards overrated in general? We'll debate and tell you what we think now on Cards on the Table. investors and welcome to another episode of Cards on the Table, our fast-paced talk show where we debate important topics in the sports card hobby. And joining me today from our team here at Sports Card Investor, Teapot and Doug. Nice shirts, gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad we got the memo. feel like we're part of a team I here. I think that's uh, charcoal gray and I'm a little more navy. Oh, so, perhaps, perhaps. Know, I like to do my own thing. But, you know. By the way, if you want your own SCI swag, it's available for sale on our website. Go check that out. Lots of nice shirts to be had. But let's get into the first topic at hand today. Sticker autos. Autos in general. Are autos overrated in the hobby? And this is a very timely topic because Prism Football, the brand new Prism Football that we have been waiting so long for, 2021 Prism Football, releases tomorrow, Friday. It will be out. This is a huge, massive release. And by the way, this box we're giving away to one lucky viewer for free, this sealed box, thanks to our official wax sponsor, Midwest Cards. Go enter the contest right now. Go to sportscardinvestor.com and click on contest in the main menu bar and then watch our release day video tomorrow morning as we open this up. And you can also get 10% off your own boxes at midwestcards.com, promo code PRISM10. But the reason why I bring this up is because this box of PRISM football has two autographs. Yes. Is this good? Is this necessary? Do we need to be doing this? These are sticker autos. Doug, does this help this product and all products in general? What are your thoughts? When you look at the box and you're making a decision on buying it, these things do catch your eye. Two autographs, 10 numbered cards, like, oh, okay, this is a pretty juicy product. Then you look at the checklist and you see who is in the autograph checklist. You're probably going to get Two Ryan Tannehills out of there. You'll probably pull the same card. Um, but, you know, not all autos are created equal. Not everything is a sticker auto. I think there's still uh, a place for the on-card autos. They're beautiful. Typically with an on-card auto, the, uh, the, the, the player has more room to write, so they get a bigger, better auto. And I think they care more when they're doing it on a card as opposed to just sticker, 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 sticker. Um, you know, another thing to consider is when they're doing these sticker autos, they just do them in mass so they can kind of reproduce them at any time. If they're ever short a player on a checklist or a redemption doesn't come back, they can play, re replace that player and just go to their archive of stickers and throw a random auto on. Uh, matter of fact, with sticker autos, I've even gotten cards with the wrong sticker auto on them. It's been one specific player, but the auto belonged to somebody else. They just got their stickers mixed up. Sometimes the auto's so bad, you wouldn't know any different anyway. No, you wouldn't, but in this case, it was uh, Ronaldo, and Cristiano Ronaldo oh, has whoa. a very specific uh, autograph. Oh, no, uh, they messed that up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, wow. had, I've done breaks where I've pulled supposed auto cards where the sticker was missing, so there's just a big blank, blank space, but on the back it says, this autograph is guaranteed. I'm like, oh. You know, yeah. th that can only happen with sticker autos. You're not going to get that problem with on-card. Right. So, you know, there's definite downfalls. So, Teapot, can we be in agreement that sticker autos should be eradicated from the hobby? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. I mean, I, we did talk about this in our Fanatics wish list, our Fanatics demands, what we hope to see from, from, you know, from Fanatics. 
We did talk about how soccer cards in particular can be really tricky to get on card autos because of the distribution across the globe with different players. With that being said, in most cases, I personally just have no interest in sticker autos. I think sticker autos are this era's version of the overdone uh, mem relic type cards from the 2000s. When those first started to come onto the scene, they were all the rage. I mean, I got back into collecting for a hot minute in 2008 and those things were still like super popular. And now that's, that's sticker autos to me. They, they say it's the hit. We know that's not what people are chasing in Prism. They're not chasing the sticker autos. They're chasing the color and the parallels, which we could go down a different path than we have before on the number So is of it specifically the sticker that's a turnoff, or is it just the amount of effort put into a sticker auto? Because like I said before, I really think that the player puts more effort into an on-card auto than a sticker. So what if you know it was a bit more detailed and it was all on the yeah. sticker? I've never been a huge autograph chaser in the first place just because growing up collecting in the 90s, for me it was always about the inserts. And I, I'm, I put design above all else. I have some Drummond cards where I've actually contemplated, I know it sounds crazy, I know people have done this, peeling the sticker off the card because it detracts from the card. It's like, this looks yeah. this looks dumb Especially and the rest crooked, of the card is they, amazing. They, yeah, they the, yeah, and sometimes yeah. it's off sticker right. and you get all these types of things. So Anthony Edwards. But just in general for autos with me, I'm not as excited about them, but part of it is because of the dilution of everything. You just yeah. see so many autos so many. of so many so players. Many. Yeah, so many. Look, I, I personally, I absolutely hate sticker autos. And it, it doesn't even matter. You can make the sticker bigger. Yeah. To me, there's something about the player actually holding the card and autographing it that makes it more special. A person holding a, a page of Sheet stickers of and yeah. just, you know, that, that means nothing to me. It detracts. And, the, and by the way, the secondary market agrees. Yeah. Because many times for key rookie cards, if you, like even, for example, out of Prism, like oftentimes the auto cards from Prism will sell for less than the comparable parallel without the auto. You see that? So the, the market agrees that we actually don't want sticker autos in a product like this. Now I do love the nice on-card autos. Autos, in my opinion, have a big part in the hobby in sets like National Treasures and Flawless. On, well, of course, when they are on-card. Now even we get some stickers in National Treasures. Uh, but the on-card has a place. Vintage cards, autographed. You guys know I'm yeah. super into those. So I You've love got several sets of those. Right? I love autographs. I do. I love autographs. I just don't want to see sticker autos. And for a product like Prism, it's so unnecessary. Everyone's chasing the parallels. Everyone's chasing the numbered cards and the silvers. And don't bother with sticker autos in this product. Don't bother with autos in general in this product. You don't need it. It's just it's a waste and it floods the market. That said, this is a pretty banger product, even without the autos. Yeah, yeah. Enter I'll that take, contest, sportscardinvestor.com. Uh, yep. Well, that's true. <laughs> I, who's not going to take a Trevor Lawrence auto, even if it's a sticker, right? Sportscardinvestor.com, click contest to enter the contest, and then uh, promo code PRISM10 at midwestcards.com gives you 10% off, only valid through Sunday, and the contest is only open through Sunday as well. Guys, let's jump into our second topic today. Teapot, this last week on the Market Movers channel, you did a video, is BGS dead? Is Beckett grading dead? Has it really come to that point now in the hobby? I remember, you know, well, there was a period of time, if you go back, you know, 15 years ago, where BGS was outselling P PSA. A BGS 9.5 was more valuable than a PSA 10 at times. And this is a crazy story. Our friend Joe Davis from Got Baseball Cards, he had... A customer, this is many years ago, back in the you know early 2000s, he had a customer with a PSA 10 1986 Fleer Michael Jordan card 
who paid to cross it over to a BGS 9.5. Wow. Paid to cross it over to a BGS 9.5 from a PSA 10. True story. Unbelievable. My, how that has shifted today. What what data did you find in this last Market Movers yeah, video? Yeah, so last week we talked about BGS reopening, you know, for their economy service level, 35 bucks if you want the subgrades and whether or not we would even pursue that as an option. So I wanted to take that and actually show the math. And this wasn't, some of this is conjecture and, and opinion. Again, it has nothing to do with if BGS is your preferred company for your PC or you just have great experience with them, fine. But I wanted to actually show the numbers and that's what I did. And so I broke down a whole bunch of players, but in particular, I pulled up LeBron, I pulled up his Topps Chrome Refractor Rookie. And you can go through the list. So I've got BGS 10 all the way down to BGS 9. The BGS 10, $84,000. These are all recent sales in, in May. The PSA 10, $52,800. Now think about what that means. That PSA 10, the card in that slab, might be a BGS 10. It might have graded a BGS 10. If you go down to a BGS 9.5, $20,100. Take the PSA 10 out of the middle of that and think about what that means. Now, the one that sold was not a True Gem Plus type uh, scenario. Which is a scenario, whole other thing. But yeah. you, get, you could, in theory, because some people buy based on the half grade or based on the grade, just the number, have a BGS 9.5 that is one half grade away from being a BGS 10 and potentially have a thirty or $40,000 difference, a 100% difference. In, difference. in this case, yeah. this one, like I said, was, a, was just a, a, right. a regular gem right. mint, you know? Right. So, right. But, but that just kind of goes to show. So you're talking about some graders, subjective consideration of a corner mm -hmm. going between a 9.5 and a 10, or a 9 and a 9.5, down to a PSA 9, down from 20,000 to 13.8. That PSA 9 might get a gem mint at yeah. BGS, and then down to 10,000 for the BGS 9. It, it's kind of mind-boggling. We understand it. We know it's part of it. We participate in it, but it still doesn't like totally intellectually make sense. And I think this is one of the areas where it's as grading improves, as automation improves, this is what's uh, op open to, I think, a lot of disruption if we get down to maybe more granularity than just the subjectivity of somebody going, well, yeah, I think that's a 10 or I'm going to pop control count, you know, that, that, that kind of thing. So It's wild. And that gap has only gotten bigger and bigger. I mean, you know, five years ago, BGS 9.5s were, were less than PSA 10s, yeah. but it was close. When I first put Market Movers together a couple of years ago and I was looking at the data for the first time doing the ratios comparing these two, it's about a 20 to 25% delta between a PSA 10 and a BGS 9.5. That gap is so much bigger today. And all the data from yeah. the last episode That's showed exactly it. That's exactly what I showed, yeah. Unbelievable. By the way, Market Movers channel on YouTube, go watch the full episode. You're going to get hit with all kinds of data. And then, of course, subscribe to Market Movers to play with the data yourself, promo code TRIAL for seven days free. Doug, can BGS recover from this? I mean, what what does BGS need to do to reverse this you know price yeah. gap that seems to be ever growing? It's a really interesting question. Um, obviously, I don't have all the answers for them, but I think they need to do what other grading companies have done. You take a look at CSG; uh, they looked at a lot of community feedback, completely redesigned their label. Um, you take a look at SGC; they changed their prices at one point, got a lot of pushback, and reverted their prices. They're paying attention to what the market is telling them, and they're making changes. And I don't know the last time BGS has made any change. Well, that's not true. Uh, fairly recently, they went away from paper submission forms to letting you actually do it online, hey! which is another whole issue with BGS. Like, they just feel stuffy and old. Yeah. 
Um, it, I'm, I'm not a young man by any means, but everybody that I know refers to them as boomer grading service. They're just kind of the old guard. Uh, you think of Beckett Magazine. We don't use Beckett Magazine for price guides anymore. We use market movers. But when I was a kid, I used Beckett religiously. I would look up my Ryan Sandberg auto every time a new issue came out. But it's just, it's, it seems like it's just fallen behind and it's just an older way of doing things. We, we talked also about the subgrades, True Gym and all of that. I like the transparency with subgrades, so you kind of know, it feels like it was really graded because you can see each evaluation. But at the same time, that also fluctuates prices. If, some, if someone sees a nine, then a nine, five, and then there's a true gym, all these different things combine to alter the value of it, and it's just too much. As you said, intellectually, it actually doesn't make sense yeah. because a BGS 9.5 is often, you know, especially a true gem is often as good, if not better, than a PSA 10 from a pure quality standpoint. But it is what it is. And if you got OCD and like people, me, 10 looks better. People like the perfect yeah. 10. I like the 10. perfect 10. I don't want a card with a 9.5. Right, right. I want a card with a 10. So there you go. It is what it is. Hey, we have a special, special treat for you. Check this out. We're here in the heart of New York City with Sharon Chong, the owner of Black Jaded Wolf, and we're outside her brand new private sports card showroom. We're about to go inside and look at the best cards from her personal collection. Let's go, Jeff. Let's do it. Guys, I'm so excited for you to see this show, Slabs. It is incredible. Our team works so hard on it. You're gonna love it. Sunday night, 7 p.m., this YouTube channel, you will not be disappointed. Okay, guys, we just talked about the price difference with BGS and PSA on the secondary market and what that means, but one of our viewers, after our last show, actually commented that they wanted to hear us talk about the price of actually submitting cards to grading and what is an acceptable level? What makes sense price-wise? And we've seen a lot of fluctuation recently in grading prices, right? PSA it has their $50 you know, level for economy that's open. Um, SGC is $30 if you submit directly, actually a little cheaper if you submit through our Sports Card Investor uh, bulk grading submission program as cheap as 23 bucks. SportsCardInvestor.com, grading in the main menu bar if you wanna do that. You got BGS, which I think is around $35 now. They just recently brought their prices down for economy service as well. What makes sense? What are you willing to pay for, for grading and, and where does this go from here? I think uh, if you're using the, the sort of leading indicator, the baseline uh, or the top line, it's PSA, right, at $50 right now. Everybody was kind of waiting with bated breath with the last announcement when they you know, took the cap off that maybe there would be a price drop. I think we're still waiting for that. It's going to happen, it definitely will, and that's what they've been working toward. Nat Turner has said himself, he wants to get it back down to like the 10 to $15 range. There are people who want entire sets graded. They want an affordable way, especially with vintage and other things, to be able to get a card that doesn't have a ton of value itself, but they want to build out the PSA registry or something. So I think we're, we're still headed toward that, and I think that's going to happen. Now there's a lot of concern from a lot of people about this junk slab era. There are people making great videos on YouTube and a lot of people talking about this in our Discord about how this, this period over the last year and a half should have given people some pause to really consider what they're sending in, even if it's at 10 or $15. Why? Because the print runs, 
if you're sending in all the Gavin Lux cards and all the, the, the Lubob cards and all these, the base cards, they, they're just, they, they still won't hold the value. Many of them, I'm seeing PSA 10 selling for like $8 of those types of cards, right? So I think we're gonna get back to the, down to that price range. That'll be great. You still should be very intentional about what you're sending in. And we'll see how the turnaround times are going to be. That's a big factor with it too. But uh, overall, you know, I'm obviously in favor of the grading prices coming down. That being said, I also think there's something to raw cards. And, and getting everything graded and having your entire PC graded, that's going to take up a lot more space. It's harder to transport. So there's, a, you know, obviously a, a real place for having binders and, and, you know, road boxes and things like that too. Uh, but I, I think it's uh, exciting to see the prices hopefully come down. And where are you at, Doug? Has, has some of these price uh, drops changed your approach to grading at all? Yeah, well, you know, as soon as I got access to economy with PSA, yeah. the $50 level, I started really ramping up my submissions again. But it really does make you scrutinize each card that you're sending in. You need to make sure that if it comes back a nine, you're going to be okay. Or if it takes a really long time to come back, that market fluctuations aren't going to kill you. Um, you know, I'm still waiting on a 2019 Prism Base Bowl Bowl. Uh, I'm sure it's going to pay off, pay huge dividends for me. But, you know, it's one of those things where there's no easy answer to this. There are set collectors or people that aren't, you know, necessarily going after high-end stuff that could benefit from cheaper submission levels. But for me, I think somewhere in that $25 to $50 range is a nice comfort zone, uh, as long as there's stipulations behind it. Because with PSA, you've got these uh, declared values for each level, right? You can't submit a card that's worth over $1,000 in economy, for instance. Now, there's some concern over how they come up with those values. Uh, I could go on a whole different rant about that. I'll choose not to right now. But another concern being uh, just like the workload, right? So if we open up cheaper submissions, then, you know, PSA, hire more people, open up more facilities, and then you got to worry about quantity over quality. Are we just making an assembly line of grading cards? Or are we really grading cards? Um, I think those are all questions you have to kind of figure out. And there's, it's a balancing act. There's no real easy way to say, Submissions should be $8 or, you know, something along those lines. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, the, one aspect we didn't mention, cheaper submissions, better for kids. Sure. And I, I like the aspect of having the $10, $20 submissions for, for two reasons when it comes to kids. One is so that they can actually learn this process. And there's, there's deals to be had if they can find raw cards and, and submit them for 15 bucks and get them back and get tens on them because they get good. That's an opportunity for kids out there. Get good at evaluating the quality of cards, of raw cards, work the dollar bins at card shows, find raw cards in exceptional conditions, submit them, especially if the prices come down. You know, then you've got that arbitrage opportunity, the opportunity for a kid to buy a $5 card, grade it for $15, sell it for 80. That's the type of thing. So it's important for kids. And of course, grading is also important so kids understand the quality of what they're buying, if they're buying a card in this lab. So I'm a big proponent of grading. The cheaper it can become, the more mass can be graded, I think is actually, I think it's better for a lot of different reasons. Anyway, one more topic we're taking on suggested by you in the YouTube comments, and that is around case hits. Again, very timely with the new Prism football coming out. You've got some case hits in this. You've got this snake skin parallel, which is one per case. You've got the color blast, very popular out of Prism football, one out of every 10 cases for the color blast. And then of course, you know, other products like Absolute, have kabooms and that type of thing. But Panini's been mixing things up a little bit. I don't know if this is a good thing or bad thing. You now find kabooms in retail, so they're not just case hits anymore. You find blank slates. They've moved away from being a case hit. Now it's only available in retail and only internationally. 
What, what, Doug, what, make sense of all this for me. I want to, but you just stole all my talking points. Literally right here, uh, kabooms and downtowns in various different formats. Uh, I've got listed here that uh, blank slate's no longer in Court Kings. Uh, but what even is a case hit anymore? They're, they're so... They're just so varied across the board. I think when Panini finds a good thing, because Topps doesn't really do case hits as much uh, across their products. You know, they didn't do it in soccer, and I don't think they do it much in baseball, right? But with Panini, they found out that case hits were really valuable, really uh, sought after, and now they're popping up in all kinds of different products, different formats. Um, I just ripped a, a case of Court Kings recently, found out that Blank Slate's not going to be in there, but they replaced it with three other options. And at that point, so we're talking about four different case hits for Court Kings, Blank Slate in the retail format, and then out of Hobby, you can get uh, Aurora, criminally underrated Aurora. I'm not pumping that, so don't freak out in the comments, but I just think it's a really nice-looking card. Uh, Go buy of, it now. State-of-the-art and Legend Autos. So it's not really a case hit if there's four of them, right? And now that there's more cases being produced, a case hit's not even exactly all that rare anymore. So I don't know. There's just a lot of things that kind of go into that. I, I just wish there was, I hate to sound like an old guy, but I just wish it was more standardized. I wish we, everybody kind of followed this unwritten rule of case it, make it one case it per product, hobby format, retail format. Um, you know, I could go on about this, but I, I want to hear what you think about it because I'm just going to rant. Yeah. I mean, if, if, uh, if I had to choose between the way Tops does things with publishing pack odds and the yeah. way Panini does things with serial numbering, or saying something's a case hit or not telling you at all what the rarity is, I'm going the tops route. And that's why they don't have case hits explicitly stated in tops because they literally tell you the print run of every card in the thing. Case hits now have become cheapened or let's say uh, overpopulated in a way because the print runs are up significantly. There's more cases, which means there's more case hits out there circulating. The other problem is there are a lot of things that people put out into the into eBay or out into the discords and whatever that they call case hits, which have never been stated as case hits anywhere. Exactly. They just see that it's not numbered and it seems kind of rare and they go, oh wow, Mosaic Genesis case hit. SSP. It's yeah. not a case hit. There's like 150 Genesis. It kind of you know, used to be. Like I think it. when 2019, yeah. uh, it was a case hit for like blasters, but now that you can well, get three or four. And, and so that, and that's the problem, yeah. right? The problem with this is, is it's, you don't really know this is something I really hope Fanatics cleans up. Fanatics, I believe, will clean up. It just much more clarity, much more transparency over print runs. What is a case hit? What's not a case yeah. hit? What is super short print? What is not super short print? A transparency, like, you know, just a little bit. Yeah, just just help please help us out, Fanatics. But to Be your point, Doug, too, this. just the like consistency of how you insert these things into yes. the products yeah. is really, really important. Like willy-nilly into this version, into this box offering, into this from year to year. I feel like it's, it's a cop-out because they don't want accountability. Because if they miss a case hit, you know, you get on-averaged, as we say. Right. Uh, you, you expect two autos out of this. If you only pull one, you just got on-averaged. Because it's not a guarantee right. you get two, two autos. It's on-average. Right. So if they miss a case hit, people are going to freak out. That's true. And I think so they, they, they just don't, don't want that accountability, that. yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully, I like the concept of case hits. Yeah. The concept, in my opinion, is great. I don't like how they have been morphed recently. All right, guys, if you have a topic you want us to talk about next week, go into the YouTube comments right now and leave it for us. We would love to talk about your topic. And then take advantage of 10% off Prism Football, only available through Sunday, MidwestCards.com, promo code PRISM10. You can only use it one time, but you can buy however many you want with that code, but only one cart. PRISM10 promo code available through Sunday. Take advantage of that, MidwestCards.com, our official 
wax sponsor. Or while inventory lasts. This is gonna be a really hot product oh. for them, so. Yeah, uh, you Sunday, might run out. Yeah, it might run out before Sunday. All right, well, there you go, guys. Thanks for watching, we appreciate you. Hit that like, hit that subscribe. We'll see you tomorrow morning for our special release day opening and giveaway of this product. Take care.